To so many people, you know, lifelong uh, Cubs fans, it's our happy place. It doesn't feel like a year without going to Wrigley Field, and you guys are amazing at what you do. And that's the thing, is that the Wrigley employees are always so helpful. They go beyond. When you see the same faces, year after year after year in the same sections, it makes you feel, it all feels like family that you're going to a place like it's a little family reunion. Every family member and friend who comes to that I take to a Cubs game or I take on a Wrigley Field tour because there's nothing better to do than be in Chicago and you all made that possible. Like I said, these are not just employees in my opinion, they're like family. I've brought people from all over the world, all over the country, people that don't like baseball, they love Wrigley Field. And we have you guys to thank for that. Welcome to Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark, now part of the Unconfined Network. We explore the fascinating personal lives of the people inside Chicago's most iconic sports venue, Wrigley Field. Our podcast will take you on an amazing journey, introducing you to some incredible people that we've met along the way. We'll discuss hot topics, play a few games, and just try to have an overall good time. There'll be plenty of surprises along the way, so stick with us to see where our journey heads next. But for now, kick back, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. Now, let me just preface it because you all know me as the professional, the, you know, always getting things done person. Uh, but when I get with this person, uh, it's always joking around, talking about people, <laughs> eating. There's a different side of me than you used to, and that is Ryan Rucci. Ryan, what's up? What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Now we have to we have to keep this different than our because usually when we're, we're, we're texting and talking, we're either yeah. mad about something or calling somebody <laughs> a fool or something. <laughs> but we can't do that here because it's been recorded. So we have to do a different version of us. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, isn't it true that Peter is the one that forced us to eat McDonald's every day? He claimed that it was our fault. Oh, get the right oh, now. Peter, are you kidding me? I heard Peter on your, on your podcast what was it, a couple of months ago. Yes. He was he was blaming me for everything. I mean he is my gay chief for a reason, right? Exactly. So I want to tell the record straight. Uh, when Peter was here on our, on the podcast months ago, um, and I was saying how he is he forces us to eat McDonald's. We try to eat healthy. He forces us to eat McDonald's. He blames it on the supervisors, Ryan and myself. And we're just here to say that that is wrong. Unbelievable. We, we always want the healthy food, but Peter always oh. forces us to eat McDonald's. <laughs> always. He won't go anywhere else. It's <laughs> everywhere too far. There's always an excuse. Now, I want you because you're always traveling. Like people think that I travel a lot. But you just got back from somewhere. Wait, where did you get back from? I just got back from Texas. Now, your family's from Texas, right? 
Uh, well, they lived in, they're originally from Chicago, but uh, we moved all over in Nether and Dallas, Fort Worth area. Now, you stayed here, right? And then they moved there? No. Tell me, I, how, how does it work? I moved all over and then at the college, uh, tried to get a job in Texas and then... My dad would like, just apply for a job you really want to work for. And I was like, all right, I'll apply for the cars. And he was like, well, I didn't expect you to move to Chicago, but you can do what you want, man. So. Yeah, so for the record, you were living in Texas and <laughs> decided to come over the Cubs in Chicago. Now, for your interview, you had to fly here, because there was no Zoom back then, right? It was so bad. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I, I think it was Kristen Viziano. Okay. I told her, I was like, hey, I'm going back to Texas. This is like on a Friday. I was like, I got to fight back on Monday. Can you know if I should stay? And they were like, oh, yeah, we'll call you. So... No call, free back. Like two days later, they were like, it was like a Wednesday. They were like, hey, can you come in for an interview on Friday? And I was like, I just got back to Texas a day ago. You want me to fly out tomorrow? So I was like, all right, whatever. So I flew out again. Wow. Did that three times, Frank. Oh, my God. <laughs> three times. Wow. I think I, I think I spent my whole first year's paychecks on flights. <laughs> they wouldn't let me know. Like I was so mad, but then I was just like, whatever. If I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. So, so when did you eventually move in Chicago to Chicago? Um, I think I got an email like in late February and they were like, oh, training starts in like three weeks. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so I had to like find a place to live. And I mean, like the day, the morning of training, my dad was helping me move in and I went to training while they were moving my crap in. It was such a whirlwind. So the only thing that's keeping you in Chicago still right now is the Cubs, pretty much. Um, pretty much. For <laughs> <laughs> now, because you would be you would be out in the sunny, sun-drenched Texas and no snow if it wasn't for the Cubs. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd be in Texas or Florida for sure. Yes, now what's your, what's your connection to Florida? Because you go to Florida sometimes. See, what's your connection to Florida? Uh, we just always went there as a like, family vacation. And, um, my parents have like, a rental property down there. See, whenever, okay, whenever you text me, you're like, I'm either going to, either going to Texas or you're going to Florida. You're either going to Texas <laughs> or you're going to Florida. Uh, now, for Christmas, where do you go? Uh, now, when we go to Texas because my brother's wife's family there 
other families are in Texas, so they don't want to leave the families. So we go to Texas, and then like New Year's, I think eventually, like New Year's, we'll go to Florida or something. I don't know. So how did your how did your because you you your dad said you get a job anyway with the Cubs. So how did your love for the Cubs like start? We were always big Cub fans. I think it was mainly me and my dad. We went to, I remember we went to spring training like in the Sammy Sosa days. And Sosa, I always loved Sosa. Um, and he like threw me a ball once at spring training. So we kind of went from there. Now, so you're a, you're a supervisor now, but what did you start out at when you first started? For the college, uh, just a GSA. So what was your what was your first year like as a GSA? My first what? Your first year. What, what was the first year like? What was it? I mean, I'm sure it was like the best year. But. I never worked a game once. Oh wow! Ever. <laughs> ever. My first my first game was uh, open day grip eight. Right. And it was um, the game where like the Remember, it was 2015 that, like, we did all the bathrooms and everyone was, like, freaking out because the lines were, it was a crazy night, but. So you never worked a gate once there, but you work a gate every day now. Yeah, my <laughs> first day as a supervisor, I was the gate out. And I went to Eric, I was like, hey, Eric, what do you do at a gate? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, I never scanned a ticket once in my life. <laughs> and now you're going to get all the time. I am, yeah. Now I'm like. <laughs> now, um, now, so tell me about the decision to become a supervisor. So, like, because a lot of people, everybody wants to be one. Obviously, everybody can't be one. Uh, so what made you decide, you know what, this is the year I'm going to go ahead and apply for it. Like, what made you go and apply for it? Well, I applied for it the year before, and they were like, oh, you, only, you need another year. I think I, I applied for it in 2016, and that was only my second year. And they were all like, oh, no, like, don't <laughs> even try it. I was like, what? <laughs> Just give me an interview. And yeah. like, no, you need two years. I was like, all right. So yeah, then I, I, same thing for me. Same thing for me. I, I, I applied my first year. They're like, you need more. I'm like, I need more. I'm like, yeah. 16. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, what the heck? I mean, I got like a degree, and like, you don't need a degree to do what we do. It's like, right. Yeah. Now, I'm glad you brought that up though, because a lot of people are, that are doing these uh, interviews, everybody doesn't know how many supervisors have these amazing degrees. So you have a degree. What do you have a degree in? Um, my degree is in management with a concentration in human resources. Which is like perfect for the Cubs. I mean, <laughs> that's perfect for, I mean that, that would be, you're in the right spot. <laughs> you would think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, so now, would, would you say that? Uh, would you say that uh, your ideal goal is to uh, work in a front office for any team? Is that your goal? Um, 
Yeah, probably. Mainly because, but I'm definitely looking at other options and keeping everything on the table. You know how it is. What if the White House called and said, come on? Nah. <laughs> they climbed right away. I wouldn't even listen to that voice from you know how mad Coomer would get? Yeah, so speaking of Coomer, tell me how you met Ron Coomer. How, how did you meet the radio voice, one of the radio voices of the Cub? How did you meet? How did you have a good relationship? How did you meet? It's because of that Bobby Hell. One day, remember the old VAP gate by yeah. the mess? Yeah. We were there once working the mess, and Ron came up and uh, Bob called him over and, you know, Bob was always giving me crap and <laughs> he, <laughs> he introduced me to Ron and then ever since that we've been like really good friends. Yeah, it's like whenever something's going on, like like, like the lockout's going on, like, I want to know what's going on. So I'll, I'll tell Ryan, Ryan ask, go ask Ron Coomer what's going on. <laughs> because I was an inside scoop. Like, I was yeah. today. Matter, matter of fact, we're recording this on what is supposed to be the last day to determine uh, the lockout. They're supposed to decide by, I think, yeah. 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock today. So, yeah. Uh, but one thing I heard, Ryan, I, I was listening to, um, I forgot, I don't know if it was NPR or ESPN, but they were saying how the owners were saying, this is what they were saying, the owners were saying that they're willing to miss an entire month of the season yeah. to, um, to make their point. And I heard Ian Happ on his podcast say how uh, the players are wondering what happens to the workers and the employees. Yeah. It's interesting that, that the players or Ian Happ yeah, were, that's uh, kind of cool. work there yeah. while you hear the owner saying, well, we're willing to go a whole month. You know? <laughs> like, that's, that's a big difference. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. It is. But of course, I think, they, I think we're going to play. I feel like there's just too much money not to play. So I think we're going to play. Yeah. Oh, they're going to play. That's what, that's what I always hear. I think by the end of the week, it'll be, it'll be wrapped up. We're going to get our emails and training starts tomorrow. <laughs> Let's get past Hey, it's Frank from the Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark podcast. Listen, I get so many messages, emails, phone calls about investing because I talk about it so much on this show that I can't respond to them all. But what I've decided to do is do a class on Patreon for all of our supporters in two categories. For those that are 40 and under and those that are 40 and older because investing is different based on your age. I get asked, Frank, what is an NFT that these young folks are talking about? What is cryptocurrency? Or I hear about Frank, is it time to readjust my 401k? What's the best life insurance to get? What about life insurance that has living benefits? Or the big one, I just got a raise at my job, it's 2%, but inflation is 7%. Did I really get a loss? I have also noticed a trend. A lot of parents and or grandparents 
are starting to understand that the cost of college is skyrocketing. And they know that it is better to invest when your child is younger as opposed to later on. And I've recently been talking about how I have gotten some real estate and some stocks and some other investments into Jordan's name so that he is taken care of if something were to ever happen to me. I'll break all of that down, how I did that, how you leave stuff to your children or loved ones in the will and all that good stuff on these investing sessions. Talking about all that and more on our Patreon page every week. Go and get it, patreon.com slash mistaken identity podcast. Let's get investing and generational wealth together. Club 400 Ballpark Lager is a beer for all nine innings. Take me out to the ball game. This crisp, easy-drinking lager is perfect for a summer day amongst the bricks and ivy. Crafted at Crystal Lake Brewing, this beer is clean and refreshing with minimal bitterness so that you can celebrate a W in style. From Club 400, Cubs fans helping Cub fans, this baseball brew can be found at most places that sell beer in Northwest Illinois or from Crystal Lake Brewing. Beer master Ryan Clooney. Enjoy a beer or six-pack today, and please remember to drink responsibly. Reboots, reunions, reruns. No matter where you turn, everyone is going back to revisit nostalgic TV. Join us on a journey back in the day as we look at your favorite Black 90s sitcoms like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, A Different World, Living Single, and Moesha. We break down a new sitcom and episode per week, discuss why the show was relevant at the time and still holds up today, discuss its impact, and laugh at how different things were back in the day or how they stay the same. Check out Back in the Day with Tanya and Cheryl now on your favorite podcast app and come on a 90s Black sitcom journey with us. Now, so you went out and uh, everybody knew who you were and... um, uh, then you went out and got an addition to your family who now, whenever uh, that uh, person comes over, they don't, they don't even care about you anymore. Now it's like, hey, they don't, even, they don't even acknowledge you until the end. I've seen it with all eyes. And that is your, your dog, uh, Wrigley. Uh, so how long do you have Wrigley? How long? Wrigley's sleepy right now. She gets to sleep boy when I talk on serious. I after the World Series, like that one in 2016. I think uh, she's have she's have an ID. Doesn't have a Cubs ID. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least she has an ID. But I'm, I'm telling you all, I'm listening. When Ryan brings Wrigley anywhere around Wrigley, <laughs> people don't even acknowledge Ryan. It's like, oh hey, oh, like, yeah. nothing, nothing <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and it's funny because me and you, Ryan, talk all the time about people. <laughs> of green dogs that aren't service dogs. Oh, yeah. Either oh, to yeah. games or to restaurants or to grocery stores. Uh, and you hate it too, don't you? Oh, my God. You guys are crazy. <laughs> Same with in the airport, Frank. You got all these dogs and like, it's usually like a small dog on one of those very long leashes and they'll come up to really like barking at her and 
I just look at the owner and I'm just like shaking my head, like, come on, man. <laughs> how does a person know? How does the average person know what a what a service dog is compared to a just a real, how, how would an average person know? Is it, is it a certificate or a license or how do they know? I mean, uh, Wrigley has obviously her bias. That time she knows she's working. And when she's not working, she's a complete goofball. <laughs> Doesn't even listen to me. Just, oh, my God. But uh, there's also, like, a ID card with, um, they give out numbers to, other, like, a driver's license. Okay. And, um. Uh, you can, there's actually a website you can look up that number and then I say it's a registered or it's not. Yeah, so. I saw a, 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 I think it was a Snapchat. I think it could have been Snapchat, but you were uh, showing uh, Ricky just running around and sort of going crazy in the house. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't saw this dog in public. It's not kicking the same <laughs> dog. And it's true that service dogs, they know when it's work time. And I know when it's oh, yeah. that video you show, I couldn't even believe it was Wrigley. I've never seen like, it. Just, she was going back and forth and running around like, what in the, what in the dog? So I think oh, it's yeah. really, now, I, how, how much train, how long was the training for Wrigley to get uh, become a service? How long was it? So the training was a little bit a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So obviously there's different types, but for her, it took about it. A little over a year. So, and it was a place up in Michigan called uh, Maple Lane Kennels. And yeah. So you, so you have to give up, you have to leave your dog for a year. You don't, you don't get to see. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it, that was the hard part for sure. Wow. Um, All right. So then when you, so when, the, when the year was up and you uh, came and got her, she was like, just like overjoyed to see her, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I flew there. I flew because it was in the winter time and um, I wasn't going to drive the snow and all that. So I flew there and she was there with the owners and knew me right away. I, I was so scared she was going to like forget about me because it was so long. Right. But right away she knew and she picked it up and it was. They had like balloons tied to her. It was so <laughs> cool. <laughs> it was uh, fun. Now I know that the Cubs called me uh to be in there. I'm black, so they called me to be in their Juneteenth black history thing oh, uh, yeah. that season. Yeah. But uh, people might not know this, but uh they call on you too to come to different <laughs> special events and activities. Yeah. What was the last one that you did? We did there was one in the front office. In February, no, maybe in January, it was like something to do with like disability awareness or whatever. So we went out there and um, then like Q and A Q&A kind of thing. It, it was pretty cool. I, I, I saw the picture on the Cubs LinkedIn. I think I saw. Yeah, yeah. Everybody thinks that I'm the only one that gets to do these things. But Ryan does them more than me. Who does them more than you? Yes. Every now and then. I want to know this. Though. I, forgot, I forgot to ask you this. I know when I got the call that I was a supervisor, it was from Morgan. Morgan called me. Uh, and I was kind of 
on the phone with Morgan, I was tough. Like, oh, yeah, thanks. I got it. Yeah, okay, whatever. And when I, yeah. On the phone, I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, crap, I'm a supervisor. I got to get people out like how they judge people. So, like, when you got the call, who called you, first of all? And then what was your reaction? Like, what was your, you know? It was uh, Vanessa. Okay. Uh, I, was, I was pretty pumped about it, not going to lie. Because um, earlier that year, I applied for a job job. Um, and no one ended up calling me. <laughs> so I emailed them and I was like, hey, what time did I get the job or did I not? Like, I just wanted to know. And so I didn't get that job, but I got the supervisor job. I was pretty excited, yeah. So a little unknown fact about me, I actually applied and went all the way to the last interview uh, for a community relations, community affairs job with oh, nice. uh, the Cubs. And uh, to my last interview, uh, the last day I, I passed uh, all the other candidates and the last one she goes, yes. we, first we have to at least have respect for Morgan and ask Morgan first about <laughs> what you know the position, which, which I understand, yeah. you know, you can't just take yeah, it. Yeah, I get that, I get it. Uh, but I, I will say this though, I'm glad that um, I didn't get it as a block because I think I have more fun now uh, than I would in an office. But just like you did, I yeah. applied for a job uh, in community affairs with the Cubs. Uh, yeah. I had several interviews, moved, moved up, moved up, moved up. And then I heard yeah. the right words. Well, you know, we have, we have to, uh, we want to at least talk to you yeah. about, uh, like, oh, oh yeah. I'm glad again. I'm glad to be where I'm at. I think I have, you know, yeah. uh, more fun. Yeah. Now, now, me and you, it's funny because, um, uh, I don't know. Me and you got close at Gate H, which is now oh, yeah. uh, Gate Four. Yeah. And boy, we had some time. I was a Gate Chief, and oh, uh, you were the supervisor. And uh, we had some times at that for, <laughs> for some reason, everyone hated Gate H, and I was like, "Put me in there with Frank, and I'm good." Yeah. <laughs> me, Frank, uh, and Peter, so we can make Peter do everything for us. And, Yes, it was, Gate H was not a gate at first. It was just built that year, I think. It was just right. built that first year. Uh, yeah. And I was the first uh, gate chief there. Uh, yeah. I was there every freaking day. Like, every day yeah. I knew that I was going to be a gate. As a matter of fact, I won uh, Ambassador of the Year uh, for that yeah. game, uh, which is now Gate 4. But I was there every day. Yeah. And yeah. That's how I mean, you got close. Uh, because <laughs> I was always there. It's like, you know, Frank's going to be a gate. Yeah, it was always me and Gate and uh, I learned from you. So, like now, as supervisor, I'll take attendance or whatever and hand my sheet to the to the lead. <laughs> I got that from you. Hey, <laughs> Quan, don't tell me, don't tell all my secrets. Yes. <laughs> Ryan, you would come to the gates. And oh, it's Frank. Oh, here you go. And then, 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 I just end up doing it. I just end up doing everything. Take attendance or whatever. I was the gate chief. It's, uh, and I'm, I'm glad that. Um, uh, I got that experience because when I became a supervisor, uh, we still just became close all the time. Because then you know, I was training you to become who you are today. <laughs> yes, you trained me. You're welcome, man. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, uh, and man, we, we must have spent what tons of money at Taco Bell. Oh my god, Jeez. most people remember that one time that. Um, Either you or me. I didn't know. Uh, one of us didn't know what the other wanted. And I think like, we just bought everything at Taco Bell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, no, it might have been 
Was it? I forget who it was, but I think it was me. It was like that huge freaking bag. <laughs> it's just like, what the heck? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what they want. I just bought, every, I just bought, I literally bought everything. It's like, here, here's this and the cheese burrito and the taco. Like, I just bought everything at Taco Bell. Yes. Um, so before I go, I gotta uh, talk to you about people with um, uh, disabilities are all over. Really, one of my favorite people yeah. is. Tanner, I love, love, love. Oh, I, I thought I heard you Jeez, here we go. <laughs> my favorite right. GSA, GSA. Yeah. So Tanner was yeah. in a, uh, I don't know if it was on CBS or if it was in a newspaper or not. Um, yeah. Tanner does a good job uh, being in the media as well. He's always in some kind of project. Oh, yeah. Tanner's awesome. We love Tanner. For uh, sure. Now, uh, another one is um, Josh. I like Josh. Josh, Josh, great job. Josh. Josh was in Dispatch at one point. I think he's been doing that more and more. He likes it down there. Um, yeah, any, anywhere away from where it's air conditioning. He, yeah, know, yeah. But, um, so what do you think about what's going to happen to the uh, the Cubs? What do you think the Cubs record or how they're going to finish? I mean, what's your prediction? For 2022, the season, are they going to be the playoffs? What's your prediction? Let's see. Um, so, you know, I, I read a lot about like prospects and stuff like that. So, my thing is, you got to have a young core if you're going to spend 200 million on one player. And I just don't see us having a young court yet. Alfonso is starting to get better. So I think it's going to be maybe a year or two of buying, uh, giving out cheaper contracts and then trading them mid-season to build up that farm. So I think like two years from now, we'll be ready to really compete and make a push. That's what I think. I could be wrong, but... So my prediction, I want to go on record, my prediction is that uh, Contreras and Hayward won't finish the year with the Cubs. I think Hayward will, for sure. Uh, Contreras, unfortunately, I think he might get traded, but I love Contreras. I do, too. I love, I love, I love them both, but... <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Those are my predictions. I'm, I'm predicting that those two won't finish the season. I, I want them to. But I'm, I got, I, my prediction, I just feel like they won't be here at the end of the year. I think, I think uh, because Hayward's locked up for, what, two or three more years? Is it two or three more? I thought it was, maybe it is. I think it's two or three more, and it's like 25 million a year. That's a big contract for another team to take on. But... I guess it all depends on what the luxury tax is going to be. So, yep. Well, at this rate, we'll, we'll be starting the season in June. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, uh, this is fun. So you know, um, you don't live too far from Biggie Field. You walk the dog all the time. You have to come by and see my Cubs. You, know, you can see parts yeah, of it. You- uh, we're like neighbors, and you never invite me over ever. That's not true. That is not true at all. I don't want anybody to hear this and say that that's, that's not, that is not true. Whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I've said many, many times, come over here and visit. 
as much as you want to. So, uh, uh, Ryan uh, and Brittany, who asleep, uh, thank you yeah. very much for being on the podcast, and thank you all that are listening. Um, not going to do a trivia today. I'll do that next time. So I'll catch you all on the next episode of Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. Let me say it right. Uh, right. Bye, everybody. Hey, guys. If you're hearing my voice here again, that means we've reached the end of the show. It's that time again for all the thank yous and special messages and disclaimers. You know, all the stuff you really tune in for each week. A big thank you yet again to all of our supporters who not only continue to tune into our show, but take the time to hit the like button, write reviews, and share our content on social media. It all really helps us grow our audience. Our Patreon page continues to thrive as well as we're working not only on the podcast, but the Roku channel and the book club and on and on and on. If you'd like to be a part of that expanding Mistaken Identity experience, follow the link in our show notes to our Patreon page or go to patreon.com and search Mistaken Identity Podcast for all the ways you can sign up to access this multitude of additional content. Mistaken Identity is also now a part of the Unconfined Network, which is a home to many podcasts whose hosts have met inside the walls of Wrigley Field. Check out the network's other show offerings. Head to unconfinednetwork.com. That's all one word, unconfinednetwork.com, to view all of our shows and their catalogs. Shouts out to Frank Walker, Jesse Graham, and Jordan Burks for their continued efforts both in front and behind the scenes to keep Mistaken Identity rolling along every week. And of course, we can't leave without our disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely our own, and we do not speak for or on behalf of the Chicago Cubs or any other organization. This is Joe Flaherty for the Mistaken Identity Podcast saying stay safe, and we'll catch you next time beyond the ballpark. Thank you.